take me out to the ball game and take me out to the part-time sport podcast where sports documentaries are our part-time job. One guy who had an amazing claim to fame in terms of drugs and sport. His name was Doc Ellis. And Doc Ellis did an incredible thing. The one person who knows, thank you. (laughs) Doc Ellis pitched a no-hitter on LSD. Those who've taken LSD, tell the others how hard that might be. Oh yes, I'm Dylan Thomas, and with me, as always, is Cal Monaghan. Hello, Cal. Hello, Dill. Hello, everyone. Hello, people. Um, it's another week where we've watched another sports documentary based on whatever major sports event is happening this week. Um, so in a, in a week's time, <laughs> we've got the World Series of Baseball starting in a week. So this week, we've watched No No, a documentary. Um, do you mind if I do a bit of this coaster how, housekeeping, though, Dill, first? Still, that's still right. going, is it? Um, yeah, still. So tell me the cookie news. Cookie got is. Is that right? Cookie got is. Yeah, no, it's cookie been posted, delivered. Well done to Australia Post. They've been struggling recently. So Cookie's got that. Um, as yeah. said on our our Instagram story, uh, for those not on there, Cookie will get a solid two to three uh, uses out of that before it goes yeah. soggy. It's a lot on Cookie. <laughs> That's so true. It's so nostalgic that those beer mats were like that as well in the pubs. Like they'll just be soaking. They'll just be like dead soggy and, uh, and flimsy. But yeah, so Cookie's got his. There's two more out there. Um, and the, uh, in the ether. In the ether. It feels like this should be off air admin that we discussed this. But nevertheless, there we are. Well, yes, my <laughs> my fiance Anthea answered correctly. So yeah. I've got one sitting in front You've of me. It was the only there. way I could get one prized out of Cal's okay. hot little hands. Hot said, huh? um, um, okay, so everyone's got their ones on the way. Now, we've got listeners now, so and I know I've got three of these left. So Do we? Yeah, 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 yeah. We've got a couple of oh. listeners, like Shirley, who were there. We did email about the bots, though, to see if those bots, which we're waiting on. So I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but yeah, um, last week's question about Ric Flair doing the wrestle was obviously too hard for our listeners because it's beyond them. Um, my mother tried to get a freebie, which did you? She did. Did you knock her back? Did you say she could have one? Uh, no, look, I said no, she'd uh, 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 vote had been submitted. Uh, yeah. I told her what she had to do. Uh, I told her to, to message her son. Yeah, which um, she still not speaking to me. Got a bit weird being the mediator, <laughs> mediator for your family. But um, there I um, was. All right. Well, this week let's just. I want to get into these three, so just message in with the answer to this one. So, what was Doc Ellis under the influence of when he threw a, a no hitter? So that's the question for this week. Contact us on the website. There's an uh, actually I've put a link in the episode description. Comment on any socials with the answer. Um, and it's not even first come first served anymore. Just come and get it off me, please. I've got three left. Comment with the answer. What was Doc Ellis under the influence of when he threw a no hitter? Is that is that clear? Do you think? Yep. Okay. I, I hope I hope we get more than three, and you're in a real oh, pickle. And also, say that. fun that fact: uh, Cal Cal probably up until about a minute ago was kept calling Doc Ellis <laughs> Doc Lewis, uh, which would have made for a very confusing question and confusing episode. <laughs> I think Cal, can I talk to you about what we're going to do yeah, next week? Yeah, please do. Yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go for the merge, which is uh, the story of the Brisbane Bears and Fitzroy Football Club's official merging. This is, of course, Australian rules football related because we're getting into. Well, by next week, we'll know who's playing in the AFL Granny. Grand Final. Um, 
So the merge details are lead up to the day, July 4, 1996, where the two teams merge and it features some old key players um, from from both clubs. So that'll be an interesting one. Really, Cal, we selected that because as we'll get into this week, we, we just need we, we need to probably get on a bit of a softer subject. Oh, my God. Because there's been Mate. alcoholism, Jesus. racism, all the isms have really been reigning yeah. supreme in the last <laughs> few weeks. Functioning, yeah, drugs, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be a few drunks in the merge yeah, uh, that, and probably some okay. racism I'll- being Australia in the <laughs> 90s, but uh, maybe not as much as yeah. we have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As always, you can get us on at Part Time Sport on Twitter and Instagram. You can watch us on YouTube and send your feedback and read our reviews in full at parttimesport.com. You can give us a four star review, not five, not as five. Cal always says. Uh, wherever you can leave reviews, doesn't have to be relevant to us at all. And also, a friendly reminder that while we do mention current events from time to time, every one of our episodes is designed to be listened to at any time. So go back and have a trawl through the archives and pick out one to listen to. Cal, can you give us one at random that the people could go back and listen to after this episode? Okay, yeah. How about you go back and listen to um, our Andy Murray episode? How about that? It's um, our tennis episode, obviously, from a good few weeks ago now. But um, yeah, go, go and give that one a listen. They're all there. They're all there still. You can listen to any at any time. Go back and, uh, and give it a give it a listen. A big shout-out to Andy, who is no doubt listening himself. Yeah. Uh, as Cal said... <laughs> Baseball playoffs are on and the World Series games are getting very close. So it was no-no, a documentary uh, for us this week. Kel, tell us about the man that you like to call Doc Lewis, <laughs> who's actually named Doc Ellis. <laughs> yeah, so Doc was um, so he was a Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher and, and he was prominent in the 60s and 70s and he's obviously famous for throwing that no-hitter under the influence of LSD. Um, and yeah, but he was all about cultural change about in that time, and he was quite a uh, you know a forward-thinking guy, very cool, very you know very hip, very he was very noticeable mainly, and for many reasons. But one of the reasons that came up in the documentary was um, he once went into practice with curlers in his hair, and that caused like quite a stir amongst all the uh, all like the management and stuff, the stuffy management back in the seventies, you know what they were like. And and he got they suspended him, didn't they? He got suspended like about it, but he got off with it eventually because because of how ridiculous it was. Like he had all of his his black friends or other black teammates on there going like, "Why is this a problem?" Um, like yeah. we we always wear curlers like in our hair. I see people like at home with curlers in their hair. It's no big deal. It's just because you aren't used to it in this this world. That and mm. and they made a point to say that Doc did that. On purpose, like he was intelligent. He was he, made, he was making. He a was point. intelligent, and and he yeah. made, at this point, the documentary, like, oh yes, this guy, yeah, he's he's pretty, he's so cool, he's, and and he's stylish as well, which was, <laughs> which is obvious from the start. Yeah, you got a you got a bit of baseball. I think from what we've picked up out of this is a is a bit of a stuffy sport. Yeah, it's um, right. yeah, like especially historically, like they're slow to change. So I think they were yeah, it was going through a definite period at that point. Um, but Cal, we also like that Doc had a lot of style. He had a lot of style. Uh, he, had a, he had a certain style on the field and off the field, super fly. Oh, man. As a, as a teammate said. This teammate was wearing a cowboy hat, though, so I don't know how he could really <laughs> speak about style. He was, yeah. Um, 
This was kind of, they were saying, this was the first time in history that baseball started to get some off-field swagger. Right, right. Uh, so, like, there, it wasn't like suit and, suit and tie, you know, yes. middle America yeah. white boys with the same haircuts. There was a bit more flash and, and, you know, everyone was, you know, no matter you know what background, a lot of more people were getting a bit more flashy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said the Pittsburgh Pirates was the team that dressed to kill and Doc was the man. Oh, yeah. uh, they said he was the first man to wear an earring, Kel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one ever. He invented the earring. <laughs> one of his rings said it, Doc, on his rings, which was quite cool. Like, there's all That's that. like you your one that says Kel. <laughs> hey, I had the sovereign ring, you know, when I was a kid. Honest to God. It was so bad. Did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, I think oh, I had a ring. No. I don't think it, don't, don't think it said anything on there. No, it was like more of like a Roman... Like, you know, like, I don't know, like maybe a, a woman, like, uh, <laughs> it was so bad. It was all Push on, mate. Yeah, Push yeah, yeah. On. So, yeah, look, as not unlike myself, he was very fashionable. He was like, he, he was saying he was very flashy. He, was, he had a Cadillac and like he had the jewelry, the ring and stuff. But he was, he was a chapter ahead of his time, but he was also very, very, like he was a loud mouth, basically. He was a bit like you as well. Gone, <laughs> no, the opposite in every way. <laughs> he's the opposite to me. And um, yeah, he, so he was talking about how there was a, a, quite a nice scene where he was Muhammad Ali came to must be yeah, practice just on that. Muhammad yeah. Ali pops up, I reckon, in every documentary oh, we do. I know everyone. Everyone thinks that Ali. And um, <laughs> Ali just shows up. Well, he's a bit of a, a bit of a slut, actually, with these documentaries. Yeah, <laughs> he just gets around. He gets around. And uh, it, but he was saying in the dressing room, whatever. He, he was actually he was saying he was good at copying him. He could shuffle, and he's saying like, you know, I could take Ali, I could take Ali, and then Ali just basically jabbed him in the chest and folded him. But it, which was quite yeah. funny, like to show a little animation for it. But um, it was good because he, he was just quite. Uh, he was a loud mouth about it, and he just went on there, which was which was quite funny. Like. So you can see in in everything he does, like he's a loud mouth, and he's got swagger, and he's got style, and he's got the you know the earrings and and yeah, all this stuff, the, the Cadillac earrings. and the rings. So everyone's impression is, well, this guy's just some you know bloke from California who's thinks he's all that. Mm. But he, like Cal said, with the curlers, he's quite intelligent. And there was another. Another bit, and this is later on in his career. Yeah, right. He like gets told by this like a coach that he had that was a bit of a hard ass. The, the coach was like, well, mm. players aren't allowed to drink in the hotel bar. It's reserved for the managers oh, yeah. only. They're on the road. And Doc was just like, nah. Nah, nah. So uses his bit of like his brazen attitude and just walks in and starts drinking in the bar. So he yeah. kind of, yeah. that one was a bit more obviously like upfront, but he, there was a lot of examples of where he kind of went, hmm. I don't, I don't like this, so. so I'm going yeah, to try and yeah. play play the play the game to make sure that, in a subtle way, to make sure that um, yeah, I can kind of change this league, both just in the stuffiness way it was, but also obviously from a, a cultural point of view, because Cal, it's the '60s, it's America, it's, it's racism, and racism was rife. pretty big at the time. Yeah, it was good because they showed like the. The, this is the undercurrent to the to the start of the documentary is like all the racism, the changes that he was influential in making, and he was doing his rounds in the minor leagues when he was obviously when he was younger, and for a few years he played over a different state, and he was in North Carolina as well, and this was the 
the home of the you know the Ku Klux Klan, yeah. basically. I think they're in the town. Yeah, like, like the, the the HQ. Yeah, KKK HQ. HQ. And he's basically they had the black players had to stay at a different hotel at the time. Like they had to be separated from the the white players. Just got a lot of abuse was, as well. Like at the just from the the fans probably as well. Some really mm. poorly written letters by the racists. <laughs> uh, there's they feature. There's a lot of lot of words missing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not the yeah. smartest bunch. A lot of capital letters. Uh, you can always tell. <laughs> <laughs> Backwards case. Yeah. <laughs> they're spelling KKK. Yeah, 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 Can't yeah. even spell. Yeah. They put a they put a C in KKK. That's how uh, that's really they were. Good. But you could see you could see like he, he's obviously got like you say if he was on the wrong path, Doc, and he kind of starts to go down there, which we obviously get to. We alluded to the LSD, mm. but <laughs> he would probably have gone even more off the rails. And he had a good support network. One of them, obviously, being. Well, not obviously, but Jackie Robertson is an obvious name because he was the first um, African-American baseballer. Yeah, so he right. kind of – this is in the 50s, so a bit before Doc, but he paved the way for other black athletes and starts to take Doc and all the other African-American players and just black athletes just on, as well. On yeah. Jackie Jackie Robinson, like so I genuinely have never heard the name. Like I didn't um, – baseball, like I don't, I don't have a clue about it, but you – I asked you, I said Jackie Robinson. Yeah, you'd heard of him before. This documentary, yep, and he's the one yep. um, Chadwick Boseman, the, the yep. one who just passed away. He he um played um Jackie Robinson in the film that recently, like, yep. or something like that, which I'd like to see. Forty two is that what it's called? Yeah, but I, mate, are we allowed to watch that one because it's a film? Are we only documentaries? <laughs> yeah, I don't think we can review it because they'll all be really good. It just doesn't. Really you mean? Hang on. So you mean we just have to watch it in our in our own? Oh yeah, no, time. no chance, no way. We do enough for this. Yeah. <laughs> I only only watch things that talk about on on podcasts. Yeah, 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 exactly. But but tell him. Sorry, I ended up to tell him about the Jackie Robinson letter that he got. He got from Jackie. Well, he got this so. beautiful letter and this. I know we sh- we sh- it's not a bit that you should laugh at, but Doc's it reading funny. it out and, he's, and he starts to choke up. Yeah. And you can see it's like he's getting to the point. It's He's choking up more and more yeah, as he's reading yeah. this out. And then you just hear him at the end of it just go like, ah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, it's just hit him of like how, how important Jackie was yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. also I think there was – they kind of said at Pittsburgh they just had a good support crew of like senior black players yes. to walk into. Yeah, so again, good. these guys to guide him. Which one of them um, was a guy called Roberto Clemente, who yes. was Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. uh, but also of African descent. So he was one guy that guided him. There's a couple others that feature in the documentary there was, as well. But there was him in that. I don't know if we mentioned this later on, but within that club, it seemed to be like a really healthy mix because there's a few of the white guys who were interviewed as well who were his teammates, and they're dead cool. Yeah. Like there's, we'll come on to it a bit later on, but they're so cool about like there was no real divide between them. And like those black players on the, on the pitch, like it just didn't really. It just seemed like they were a good team. It just seemed like they were yeah, a good team, and they all like... got on. They all went out and stuff. They all went party partying together, which we'll obviously oh. come on to in a second as well. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, there, there's two prominent examples of how like Doc and his team, the Pittsburgh Pirates, they they helped race in baseball. The first one um, was the starting to two black pitches and in, in an all star game. Mm. all-star game deal just for listeners as well because again um i don't have a clue about baseball is this yeah, like at the like, end of the season i, I assume yeah, I, i'm actually not sure when when it's run usually it's kind of like mid-season right but, um best players yeah they pick from again you know baseball they like to have separate leagues even though it's one league yeah um right. 
So there's they pick teams for you know, the best players from each league. But Doc again, this shows he's savvy because yeah, he, yeah, well in yeah, he knew there's there's a guy. I think his name's Vida Blue. It who, was, it was. I think that that guy ended up being the like actual MVP for uh, 1971 okay. in this all. So they knew he was going to start essentially, and he was in the other other league. Mm-hmm. So they needed to have a, a pitcher for Doc's league, and Doc was selected in the All Star team. But Doc mm. was like in the lead up to the game. <laughs> He just goes to the media in an interview, just goes, look, look, I'm not going to start. There ain't no way they're going to start two brothers in an all-star yeah, game. Yeah. So he threw it out there to kind of challenge yeah, it's so the clever. establishment. And they're like, well, yeah. well, well maybe, maybe we, we will. will. We will what? then. And all that adds up. It's all these little incremental steps. Like that, he, yeah. he's, just, uh, he's just such an influence towards like the change that was coming. Um, and then he just got booed anyway when he was announced. Yeah. So you look small steps, very small steps. Yeah. But then there was also the game um, where look they, they had they had nine black players start the game together, mm. which yeah. was the first time. This Same, is Pittsburgh, yeah. the first time in history mm. that that ever happened. So it was a, a historic game, which they didn't even realise until like the game was underway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. And that, that's what we're going back to about the um the, the white guys on the team as well. It's like we didn't even cross our minds. Like and 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 the black players as well on the pitch, they were like, "Oh, oh, was it?" They sort of found out sort of midway through the match going, "Oh, yeah, okay, maybe this is a thing." And then these, was it, you, there was one of them, one of them just he was like, you know, I'm standing at shortstop or first base or wherever he was. He goes, "I looked around and I was like, it's all brothers out here. Yeah, and just the way these brothers. It's such a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's all brothers, brothers out here. here. And there's actually, we should have mentioned this already, probably, but like the way the documentary is set is that there's no narrator, is that it's just interviews with childhood friends, um, with yep. teammates, with managers, whoever you've got, like poets. I don't know why poets there. But there's, they're all sort of interviews throughout it. And like some of the quotes from his childhood friends and his teammates are just class. Yeah. Keep calling them brothers as well, which is uh, something that I just wish that I was <laughs> I was part of. That I you get you wish you had brothers. <laughs> I do. I do. Loves brothers. I do love brothers. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But ultimately, uh, as we've alluded to in the intro, uh, look, Doc. Dabbled in drugs. <laughs> dabbled. It's fair to say <laughs> it seemed like the entire league dabbled in drugs. Oh yeah. Um, what about this? Still the the drugs base. Is what you're coming on to the dugout thing. We'll cut to this strange, strange feature of this documentary. Mm. As Cal said, no narrator in this. There's a lot of like interviews. A lot of people are introduced, but they f- keep flipping to this like. And we had to Google. It's like an anti drugs movie cheesy. that was released in the it's 80s proper, cheesy proper 80s thing yeah. where like it's like a warning like, yeah and, and it's called called dugout and it's a bunch of these kids <laughs> and they're like you know playing baseball but then they're yeah. also like you know in the dugout like smoking and drinking beer and it's like where'd you get this beer from it's warm it's a bean out in the sun it's like what is this? And yeah. the, the quotes and like it's random intervals throughout the documentary. Yeah. You're like, oh, which kind of confuse. If you hadn't seen Dugout or you weren't a big baseball fan, you're like, what is this? And he's like, another kid at just another point. He's like, winning. It's where it's at, man. <laughs> it's it crazy. Just- it's crazy because like they're just so unrealistic. I don't know what my childhood was like in the early eighties, but that, those situations did they really happen? Just like, you know, go, hey, man. Like, they're all like going, like, you stick it to the man. It's just, it's so strange. And yeah, I don't know why it, it kept being showed, to be honest. I think 
maybe it links to the end of the the documentary when he he does good for kids or something like that. I don't know. It was just so uh, random at that point. You're like, what is this dugout? <laughs> I know he drinks and he's a star. So you reckon if he wasn't so hot, he'd get released? <laughs> what? Shut up, kid. What are you like, doing in this documentary? As kids as well. You interrupt each other all the time. Like you don't let any each other finish. Like all the other kids are listening to him say that going. He yeah. Said, like, yeah. <laughs> you got a point. Yeah. You just beat him yeah. up. He was hot. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Dwayne. Yeah. Give me that warm beer. He was hot. So as you can see, so Dugout comes throughout the movie. Yeah. But yeah. you can see we mentioned Pirates were a loose team. Doc was also a pretty loose guy. And baseball at the time just seemed loose. This is, they, there was yes. a quote there. I'm not sure. I'm still. They do still play a lot of games. I'm not sure if it's this intense, but 162 games in 180 days. Mm. You know, you've kind of got like a, a period of concentration, especially if you're a pitcher. Like you're kind of sitting around waiting to pitch. Like if you if you're not starting, mm. there's lots of time on the road with the team, so you kind of bond a lot, which is cool. But obviously, it would be tough on every other part of your life. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then, Cal, we're introduced to Dexamil, Dexamil, or Dexies. Dexies. Or greenies, greenies, which you mentioned in the lead up, we've been introduced to before. Uh huh. Yeah, Battered Bastards of Baseball, which was one of, I think it was our first one that we reviewed, wasn't it? First documentary we reviewed. Go back and have a listen to that it one. Was. And that's yep. more about the the minor leagues. And there's the there's a guy, and I can't remember his name. I should have looked this up, but he's disgraced from the Major League Baseball for taking greenies, and he goes and plays for. Goes and plays for what were they called? Oh my God! Ah, oh, mate, we're, we're not here to talk about the past. Look, essentially, greenies were—they <laughs> were like they were like twenty cups of coffee. Yes, is that, that's, that's the saying. best way to explain. It. They're, they're just stimulants, obviously, just enhanced your performance. Yeah, that, there was a quote of like ninety-five percent of the league was on them. Don't know if that's official uh, stats. Yeah, we'll, but, we'll take um, it. But there's a nice, nice shot of them all. Like it's like this incredible baseball being played at the time of like people just like sprinting and like these pitches being thrown dead hard. They've got like sound effects to emphasize the fact that baseball was incredible at that time because everyone was just basically on end performance enhancing drugs, which is, which was class. Um, and it was good. That was a good shot. I did enjoy that bit. Um, and yeah. And then they tried to ban Dexamil. Yeah. As well. it, I think it, I think it got outlawed. It went black market. Yeah. Even in like Pittsburgh's team, like mm. a new trainer came in, he tried to ban it from just their team as well. <laughs> Everyone still took him. Doc said he started at one pill. Yeah. And then when that kind of stopped working, I guess like caffeine, you get accustomed to it or like any any substance. <laughs> and he said he was started to take 15 to 17 pills. And Kelly, you loved the bit where he, he um, how he selected his pills. <laughs> he decides to take his pills is he drops like a handful of them. And he goes, whatever ones landed upright, I just he, he just he just decided to take those ones. Just leave the ones that landed flat. And he goes, you know, just to try and get that little edge. Yeah. <laughs> He's so cool the way he talks throughout it. It's brilliant. So like this is Doxin is like. Yeah, he's in his he's in his prime at this point of his career. Yeah. He's playing great baseball. He's obviously he's admitted to ninety five percent of the league taking drugs to be to have that standard. But then And it's not just the Dexies, it's like Oh, it's, it was everything you know, else. There's Coke, Coke there's everything. Marijuana, everything under, under, obviously LSD, yeah. There's everything under the sun. And uh, yeah, they were, so then but his his pal Roberto Clement, he, he died in um yes. nineteen seventy three. It was a plane crash. Like he was um plane crash. It was like they said, because he was the pure, pure Puerto Rican guy you were yeah. speaking about. Yeah. And he was the one who, he died in a plane crash and he was going to Nicaragua for like earthquake relief aids. Jeez, bet, you, like, bet he wish he didn't do that. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah. The Nicaraguans in there, right? The Nicaraguans. So he's going over to the end. Yeah, he, well, he dies. But this this genuinely just sets Doc off. Like Doc, Doc yeah. loses it from here. And um, this is the I thought they point. were about to say, yeah, I, I thought they were about to say that like it hits him hard and he's like, look, I've got to get in the straight and narrow. Life's fickle. But it was Same. more that he, yeah, right, his yeah. drug use like e- escalates. Yeah, 100%. Um, Doc, you know, like uh, like our friends Ric Flair and, and John Daly had a couple of wives. Yeah, a couple um, of wives. Um, he, and then it was like, yeah, he starts to abuse his first mm. wife like after this. So it kind of hits him the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. She thought he'd kill her. She waited till he left with the team on the road trip. There's like the, the scene of where she's mm. like calling another wife being like, has he got on the plane yeah. or has he got on the bus? Has mm-hmm. he got on the bus? Mm-hmm. And then she just bailed back to California from Pittsburgh. So yeah, it was in- he's then- you know, kind of in his prime, one of his his mentors and best mates has died. Um, Roberto Clemente's mum features in the documentary oh, yeah, as lovely. well, which is always loved to hear and hear an old lady oh, yeah, speaking, lovely, yeah. speaking Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then it goes to him being single, single in his prime on the road, loving his drugs. Oh, I- and this where Cal probably our favourite bit from childhood friend Ray Jones. <laughs> so the childhood friends, yeah, as I mentioned before. The- there's a lot of them. Like it was brilliant. It they were so like good, and they're all laughing, not listening to each other. Just just like each story going off on a tangent. <laughs> um, and then yeah, so Ray jo- Ray Jones, um, child of friend goes like you know at this point he's a pitcher, he's not married. He's they're only doing one. He's, he's playing once a one one day out of the mall or something because he's a pitcher. Yeah, because I think because of because of the pitcher, just because of the like stress on yeah. your arm. There's a few pitches and they get rotated. Right, right, so right. So you you've got more free you time don't than pitch most. Every innings. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he was like, he said, like, look, and you're surrounded by ladies, a lot of fine ladies. There was fine ladies everywhere. He's just like he was. <laughs> he was loving. Just like talk. he could have talked. I don't, I don't know if you noticed Ray Jones, high school friend. He was the one who. He was sitting in the group of childhood friends, like getting yeah. interviewed, and then he's one of the few who got selected, along with Big Daddy, I believe, to go and <laughs> to go and have a separate interview. So like it was just a one-on-one. But <laughs> Big Daddy was the other childhood mate. But yeah, that was a great bit because there's the three childhood friends, I think, or maybe four. Yeah. Uh, I think it was three. There was like a guy in a hat. And who, yeah, that's they're, right. they're doing the group interview, yeah. and it's really Ray and Big Daddy who are <laughs> chatting. And then they get the separate yeah, yeah, one-on-ones yeah. with the me. other guy. You've got guy, guy in the hat. <laughs> so, um, yes, and then it goes on to the day, obviously. The fateful day. The fateful day that we're all that we're all talking about is which when it was the, in- They're all here for. Is in, which we've all turned off our listeners. You all hated to this bit. Um, is the, the LSD the is LSD just kicking day. in for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is really where it starts. And uh, yeah, so he, he basically gets high on LSD and- um, he was in LA, and, and was it in San Diego that the game was? They're playing. They're playing in San Diego, but they land in LA, and he said something yes. like, "I took it. I took it, knowing the exact time that it would." Yeah, he could measure when, when we landed hit. in LA. Like he knew, he knew his measurements. Yeah, he was yeah, like a yeah. scientist. He's a seasoned pro at this point, and um, so yeah. But basically, he gets it. Gets his date wrong, and then he's saying that like basically the great line that I saw or that, that I heard. I'm sure you did as well. Was like, yeah. he's going to pitch. He's like, you need to pitch today, mate. Like it's you're on today. Like why? So he's got his time as well wrong. And he goes, what happened to yesterday? So, <laughs> the whole lead up to that bit, that that quote is just like him at the beach swimming, but it's all like psychedelic music. It's quite yeah, yeah, yeah quite yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah like cool. sitting there going like, are we watching his trip live? Yeah, or is yeah, this yeah, just yeah, been yeah, edited yeah. Or what's going yeah, on? Yeah, that was quite good. But that. this is. This was the no-no day. So a no-no is, of course, when you, as a pitcher, 
no uh, yeah explain no this. home runs are hit on you. Mm-hmm. No, so like that you might get some of your pitches hit, but no one makes a home run. So you got all zeros next to your name. They were saying he, he it was an ugly no hitter, mm-hmm. which we I guess we both found is interesting to learn. Not being baseball buffs, that because he actually hit a few guys. Yeah. So when yeah, you yeah. hit, like you pitch it and actually hit the the but, batter. Yeah. Uh, they get like a, a walk to mm-hmm. first base. Mm-hmm. So they kind of, they called it an ugly no-hitter, not a pure one. Uh, and we also learned that you're not meant to tell someone that they're on a no-hitter. Yeah, so like, that was It's right. like superstition. Mm-hmm. And there was like this young teammate that was kind of, yeah. had been taken under Doc's wing and he was just like, Hey man, hey, you, yeah. you know you you're getting close, and all the older guys are like, "Shut up, man, shut up!" But I'm Doc- just picturing one of those kids, one of those kids from dugout, going, "Hey, Mister, <laughs> you realize you're on a no hitter? <laughs> you're hot, you're hot ass, hot as a pancake." But he, Doc, just still the kid told him he just still had no idea. He didn't even he thought he was back in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. The, the quote was, uh, "When it all finished, I was gone into the wind, party all night." <laughs> Yeah. God. Oh man. But it look if you if listen if you're if you're can I say this? If you want to use LSD, there's lots of tips. If you're currently on LSD. Yeah, there's lots of tips in there. Like they're like loads of pointers on how to use it and stuff like that. Yeah, around the fifty-four minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's a specific note that you've taken. But this so we can see he's he's yeah. done that the LSD is starting to impact his baseball. Like he'd pitched before uh, on LSD or on acid and stuff, but this was kind mm. of where he his lead up to the game hadn't been good. And then there's this game yeah. that they talk about where he essentially just starts. The Cincinnati Reds are a big team at the time. This is like 1974, and mm-hmm. they could see they're like they used to intimidate other teams, and people would roll over again. I think there's a bit of like gentleman attitude in baseball, but uh, right. Doc yeah. just went, nah, screw this. They're intimidating us. No he thanks. just started. Yeah. He actually like started yeah. trying to pitch it at them and hit them like in the head, in the body, which yeah. is everyone's like, oh, he's having an off night. And then like in an interview after, he's like, no, 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 I was I was trying to hit them. And everyone's like, you, uh, yeah, oh, whoa, you don't do yeah. that. Like, what are you, what are you doing? He walked out, he, but he, he would do, this was everything about him. Like he would do things that are unconventional. Like he would walk off the mound, he said, which wasn't conventional or that, that was disrespectful. So he was just changing like the, yeah, the times I, I don't of know, baseball, Kel, basically like, in, in more it, ways it than one. It felt like he was, this is him just like going off the rails. Do you think? Rails. Yeah, and he was saying like, I was doing that on purpose. That's a good point, man. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. And it's just like a front to say like, oh yeah, it's just me trying to wind up the opposition or something like that. Yeah, it could be. Because be. th- then there's this next bit. He gets traded to the Yankees and this in is, 75. Yeah, and there's here. like famous baseballer Reggie Jackson. Uh, mm-hmm. And he reckons Reggie Jackson mouthed off to him, but then it's supposedly mm-hmm. like Reggie Jackson didn't. So Doc's probably high yeah. again. Right, uh, right, right, right. And then he he throws a, they call it a bean ball where you try and hit them. And yeah, he bean ball. hits him in the face, like hits him in the head. And they throw those yeah, baseballs right. quick. Is this like, um, before helmets and stuff? As well, they're wearing helmets, but it's like pretty poor protection. Like even baseball helmets now are not huge protection, right? But it starts to get he starts to get a bit of a rep, and the owners start to go like, "Hey, we need to clean up the game." Like he, so again, like yeah, he's a force for change. But this was probably a well, it ended up being a change for the good. But he was the reason for the bad. So yeah, I don't think he was trying to make that change for good. I think he was just trying to be in. Doc's going off the rails. Doc has gone off the rails. He was like, so this is like where the, there's a strange segue about this poet, which we won't go into. Like if you want to watch it, watch it. But like the, he releases a book and the poet's helping him write, write his book. And um, they have to, 
so they have to edit the the book from what they've got because like oh this is just good, saying yeah. the agent was sort of going like yeah this isn't um this isn't gonna work mate like you need to be a bit less honest in this book or something like that so um yeah they they changed stuff from like where they're taking greenies he was like yeah just just change that to coffee so he's like i've changed <laughs> <laughs> it was like i was taking coffee and um he's changed acid to vodka as well, yeah. like, and uh, yeah, the agent said this. Innocent. <laughs> the agent went, this material could have been fatal to his career. <laughs> Innocent old vodka, you know. I'm, I'm never yeah. going to read yeah. a a sports biography the same again. I mean, I've yeah. read Andre Agassi's book recently. Oh, right. I mean, mate, I, I'm just going to have to reread it and see if he mentions, you know, coffee he's or taking vodka. vodka. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's doing acid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah My favourite drink to wind down funny. after a game was vodka and coke. What? I'm doing he's doing vodka. acid? <laughs> yeah, and, and look, he, gets, he has a few regrets, doesn't he, Doc, about like all this like later on in, because uh, he does sober up, like, thankfully. And um, he just like he just says that he hates that he wasn't sober when he was playing for the Yankees. I can only remember some of that. He said, <laughs> "What's his quote? I can remember some, some of, of it." That like, time yeah, playing for the life. Yankees, like Jesus. This is his career winding down. So he gets traded around, and he ends up winding back up at Pittsburgh, which is beautiful. Mm. He says he wanted to die a pirate, mm. um, yeah. which was nice. So he gets there, but eventually, you know, he's past his prime. He gets released from the Pirates, and then there's this. We're now onto his second wife. And there's this kind of horrific bit where oh, she describes, like, the night that he gets released and he she comes home, he's off his head. He's, like, putting guns, like, revolvers and yeah, shotguns right, in her mouth. mouth, like, abusing her. And, you know, she calls the police or gets him to call the police. Like, he's obviously not coherent. Mm -hmm. But the police then come and don't enter because they can't hear her screaming. Mm -hmm. And then, like, yeah. he tries to be like, oh, will you sleep with me? And she's like, no, you've just been beating me for the past, yeah, like, no a few hours. And then there's this quote, yeah, I'm not really in the mood. <laughs> and then there's this quote where it's like, he says to her, like, if I go to sleep, will you kill me? Yeah. She's like, mate, you've been, like, insane. shoving guns in my face for the last few hours. You know what, did, and didn't then, she say about that, oh, that was Like, that, she, this was unexpected as well. Like, imagine that. Yeah, so, like, she, she didn't say, like, she never seen comment. his drug stuff. So, obviously, yeah. this goes back to, I think, they spend a lot of time on the road. Yeah, yeah, right. And and also, we noticed that anytime anything sort of, it wasn't that bad. Like, he got, I think he'd just been traded or he'd just been released from the Pirates. That's right, wasn't it? It wasn't that was it, yeah. It wasn't career done. And it, he was thirty-seven or something. Like it wasn't that bad. All these, all these things that was, he was just set to be like anything that knocked him off the rails a little bit. Then he just just goes goes crazy. And um, but it was like you know, baseball was his thing. Wasn't yeah, it, it was. Like, it was his, you know. his out. And and this is, it, it does end on a positive note. Like he's got, he, he leaves a legacy, and he admits that he's a drug addict and an alcoholic to his sister. And um, I like this. I like this actually bit where he calls his sister and said that, like, um, look, I want you to pick me up from the bottle of it um, from the airport with a bottle of vodka. Pick me up from the bottle of vodka. <laughs> you know, he can't, he's still drunk. Um, and then, yeah, she she goes and picks him up from the airport, gets him a bottle of vodka, and he's like, "This is my last drink." And then um, it was, and then he went to rehab after that. But yeah, in fair yeah. play, I was like the old. It was like the old. Oh yeah, your last drink will it be? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, yeah, doc. And it was like. No, 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 no. I think, well, I'm not sure if he had a drink after that, but he went to rehab yeah, and he really, he turns his life around, yeah, which does. is, it's pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, he starts this like in 1985, like obviously stuff with drugs in baseball really mm. start to come out. As we said, 95% of the league unofficial stat. Mm. 
Um, and he's like a major voice for like coming out and speaking against it and saying what's happening. He then goes in to become a drug and alcohol counsellor and he puts like his whole life into that. So you can see he kind of went like the, the reason he cried over Reggie Jackson's mm. letter when he reads it in the documentary because he's like, oh, he, he wasted a lot of his life. So he, he tried to right his wrongs and he ends up being put on the payroll for like the Yankees and other teams but there's this great scene Cal where he starts working with like kids in juvie like young men in juvie yeah that was quite cool wasn't it and um, like yeah he he was unconventional but uh, there was a method to it like he brought the kids in juvie food was like yeah let's have lunch we shared lunch with them, and like the guy, They're like we're not meant to bring outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll have lunch. Did you want to call? He was like, "Do you want to call anyone? Do you want to use my phone?" Mm-hmm. And like, no, you can't. You can't do that. The the guy who I forget his name. The guy said that that was a big no no. And I was like, "Hey, oh. hey, wee. that was that was um, that was classic." But um, yeah, that was good. And look, he we did look into it. He did unfortunately die at the age of sixty three of liver disease um, back in two thousand and eight. And but look, the. The lasting thing of him was that all of his pals, all of the childhood friends, Ray, Big Daddy, the lot of them, they, they're all, you can tell everybody just, they were eulogizing over him. They loved him. And I think ultimately he was, a, you know, a positive on the world and in, in like for the kids at the end and, and cultural change at the start as well. Yeah, for sure. What, out of the alcoholics that we've done so far, Cal, <laughs> uh, Doc, Ric Flair, John Daly? Yeah, I think Doc. I think That's it? I mean, yeah, I, surely there's more, is there? No, probably not. I mean, every week we do one. Doc's, Doc's the only one that's unfortunately passed away and due to liver disease, obviously very yeah. booze-related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, John Daly's not doing too well at the moment. Yeah. I think he's battling battling yeah, cancer, is, but actually. nothing related to his, his booze. No. So, and I mean, one from three. One from three. And and look, they were saying, I think someone said like, it's a surprise he didn't die like, at the time, which they always say. But the, yeah. the, the end of the, the, the documentary on a nice note and they refer back to his Jackie Robinson letter and stuff like that, which, which was lovely. It did end lovely. It was just, I think me and you maybe thought, I can't speak for you, but like we can't keep picking these like tortured geniuses who were just functioning alcoholic and stuff like that <laughs> it's a bit of a watch it's a bit of a watch if if the man that was behind the merge of the brisbane bears oh, and the football club ends up being an alcoholic oh we're we in trouble in. but yes yeah uh we're on to the honorable mentions cal okay. we're reaching towards the end uh mine uh there was a guy that got featured his uh job title was major league baseball discipline sir yeah, right as in C Z A R like the old the Russian, Russian kings. King. That's an actual job title. And we said they what? were stuffy at the top, like you know, like Major League Baseball is the most stuffy of them all. But to call yourself a star for discipline, I've got like it's like the the original like owner of the MLB. <laughs> yeah, his son wants a job. Yeah, and he goes, well, what do you guys? I want to, I want to, I want to give uh, uh, people fines yeah. and, and discipline everyone. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to be called? I want to. I want to be a king. Yeah, he wants to be, be called the king, the discipline king. And, and no, you can't have discipline king, mate. Like that's you know how pretentious that sounds. Like oh, that's already taken. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the discipline sir, which is just ridiculous. Like, and but that was almost like the the funny things that you pick up. That was just a like it wasn't mentioned. It was just the subtitle of like his role. I mean, you both went, what is this dis- discipline sir? <laughs> I thought for an honorable mention was the just the cameos throughout them. It was straight like the Muhammad Ali one. That was just a bit, yeah. a bit of filler, really. Um, Ron Howard, what, oh yeah, made an appearance. Just 
I can't remember even did he direct something that he was in for oh, who knows probably Doug here yeah. <laughs> the drive movie directed Doug House and then I've got to mention this guy that he was a Texas catcher he played with Doc for a season or something and he was just came on just going like yeah it was just a professional relationship yeah and um yeah, we we didn't really hang out much at all. I wasn't really friends with him. I was like, "What what are you doing in in this documentary?" Yeah, it was redundant. Why why are you here mentioning that? I, I I'm gonna say getting as, kind of getting into our thoughts, Cal. This probably wasn't my. I think Doc's story is is great, but it wasn't a very well put together documentary for mine. I was kind of at points being like, "Why are these guys featuring?" Maybe mm. if you knew baseball a bit more, oh, yeah. I'm not sure how you felt, no, but I agree. It, it kind of it didn't it didn't really it went for an hour and forty or so and I was like okay this is like a cool story but I'm not really sure of yeah what it was trying to to get at, I feel like really. I feel like they used our good nature and the the advertised about this LSD story and then me and you were just like didn't look any further we just like right we're in <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of the story is just yeah hang on that's not our good nature that's <laughs> That's us no, just being just, suckers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this will be cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Groovy, brother. It was it was like for me, I thought it started well and it was like, okay, this guy is like the cultural change thing and all that, and he was cool and yeah, and then as the tragedy set in, I realized that like God, like each this is becoming a, a theme now of all these documentaries that we watch and yeah, maybe um, maybe it's not as funny after all the fact that he threw it in a no hitter under the influence of LSD. So yeah, look, I didn't I didn't enjoy it as much as well. If I think if baseball's your thing, definitely go and watch yeah. it. Especially if you were into baseball in the seventies, go and watch it. You'll love it. For me, and which you know, it wasn't wasn't the best. Yeah, which we. I think, and we've kind of set our thoughts on on baseball. We're still we're still not being won over by baseball. We need to find something that gives us a any listeners out there that know some baseball, yeah, docos that are going to really yeah, win please, our hearts please, over baseball because be, um, we love the minor leagues. We want the minor yeah, leagues of yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we'll watch yeah, 100%. any of that. But um, yeah, baseball itself, it still still didn't. Well, maybe in the seventies when you're traveling around with the Pittsburgh Pirates on the road, <laughs> yeah, it looked like it was good yeah, fun. Yeah, Cal. It's time for our favourite part of every episode. It's the features. For the employee of the week. Don't worry on that one, dipshit. Me, Naga. Okay, we'll kick off with employee of the week. Um, it's got to go to Doc, doesn't it? Does it? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's turned his entire... He, he said he's going to go have his last drink of that bottle of vodka and he yeah, says he's going to go to rehab and he did it and then just changed people's lives. He life. left the legs. One of the guys that featured yeah. whose life he changed was like, Former gang member, and now he's a that's I don't right, know, a priest. I can't remember, yeah, but he priest, was doing good stuff. Just say priest, yeah, yeah, fair play, yeah, that's great, yeah, okay, doc. That seems that I think overall, yeah, he was he was a change for good. Let's let's give it to doc. Who's on the performance plan then? Do we say because we can't say doc every we can't just go like doc employee and then doc on because of the bad stuff he did. We need to think of someone else. Oh, um, I'd say it's it's got to be the racists, <laughs> just racist, all of them. Yeah, just yeah, racist yeah. all yeah, over. Yeah, Klu Klux Klan. Racist. <laughs> racist everywhere. If you're a racist and you're listening, you're on a performance plan. Yeah, okay. And, and that's like... This is it. <laughs> loads of them change the ways. <laughs> we're putting we're putting all you racists on notice. Yeah, yeah, fair. Okay. That's, I'd take that. We're sick of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree. I think 
Because we, we spoke about alcoholics featuring in a lot of documentaries. I mean, racists feature in a lot of documentaries as well. Yeah, that's Four fair. Four West like, Indians copped it. comments. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking of other people we've put on a, on a performance plan. <laughs> Previously, it was oh, last no. week was Ric Flair's mum and dad's. But I, I think we're, there's going to be news articles, you know, pasted <laughs> soon, like in years to come. So what's that? Part-time sport podcast stopped racism. Isn't that a graph like that just plummets? <laughs> Racist, racism numbers just shoot down as soon as they're on a performance plan. I'd love that. Let's make that happen. Call people out. I, I guess the most fun one that we do every week is Friday drinks still. Um, begrudgingly sponsored by Sneaky P to yeah. less said the better. <laughs> Our mascot, Sneaky P. Yeah. Uh, Cal, I'm going to put it out there. Childhood friends, Ray Jones and Big Daddy, <laughs> not the guy in the hat who didn't get the one-to-one -one interview. In yeah. I reckon Ray, Ray yeah. would keep us entertained. And Big Daddy, he's the type that would, again, just he'll get the beers in. You're like, hang on, has Big Daddy already had a shout? He's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Yeah. Was, there's a there's a great scene at the end of the doco of Big Daddy bursting into tears and it's just like, oh, I don't yeah, like that was Big nice. Daddy cry. That was him. I feel as though the Friday drinks might be that we might get invited around to one of their houses instead of at a bar. Yeah. Though. So like and uh, Big Daddy will Big Daddy will be on the grill. <laughs> and Ray, Ray, Ray wouldn't will be move. Keeping us entertained. Ray would just be sitting <laughs> telling stories and you wouldn't be able to escape him. I would be the one who gets caught with Ray. And like everybody else would be off having a good time and he's talking to me for hours and I'm too polite to say anything. Just going, yeah, right. Ray's, yeah. Meant to make, Ray's meant to make the salad and bring it over, but he, he gets you to do it. Get me another beer. And I'm, oh. Yeah, it will do. Oh, right. It was good. Uh, a reminder of our coaster task for this week. Uh, what was Doc Ellis under the influence of when he threw a no-hitter? Uh, that's a little reminder for the coaster task. Cal wants to get rid of him. Yeah, get this done. Three three people just just messages. Yeah, that that's it for us. You can get us on at Part Time Sport on Twitter and Instagram. Next week's doco is the merge as we're reaching the end of the Australian rules football season. Uh, Cal, over to you. Um, on the on the merge as well. I think that one is available on YouTube. If you want to watch it ahead of the episode next week, Ooh, do so and uh, let us know what you think. But if you if you got this if you got this far in the episode, thanks so much for listening. As always. Um, go and watch No No, a documentary. Tell us what you think. And please tell people about the show. It's the best way for us to share numbers. Please get people to just like to just get these coasters off my hands, basically. Uh, <laughs> and, and sign up by the website as well um, using the contact page. There's a link in the episode description, as you'll see, directly to that. And um, we're trying to build the archive of sports documentaries. So we're really keen for your input. Um, and especially what what sports documentaries that we're missing out on so listen everybody until next time Dylan stay, stay part take me out to the ball game that's enough